and welcome to another episode of The Feminora Files. This is Elle, and I totally missed you guys last week. How are you, Suge and KB? We're fine. She's back. Yes. Hey. <laughs> hello, hello. I missed you all. Thank you so much. Um, so first things first, our drink of the day. I'm going to nickname it the Peach L. It mm. is peach whiskey and simply mm. peach. Mm. And sometimes you don't really need the simply peach, but because I like things to be a little sweet, I got to add a little bit of juice to it. So it's really good. It's a nice summer drink if you like dark liquor. So drink up. Liquor. Right. L-I-K-K-A. <laughs> yes, okay. <not> liquor. liquor. <laughs> right. My southern fruits just came out. <laughs> That's how you know it's a serious drink. When somebody say liquor. <laughs> Or as my daughter knows it, adult drink. Right, that part. <laughs> so that sounds delicious. I don't even like peach stuff, but I'm I'm down to try. Mm-hmm. You should. It's good. It's good. So, um, what are y'all excited about right now? What's going on? Uh, let's see. So, what me? Um, I took a what was it? It's called a breathwork sound bath class today. I feel like um, Freddie Brooks might have been. My spirit animal back in the 80s, I feel like I'm becoming very, very hippie-ish right now. But it was amazing. Like, I released a lot of negative energy because I'm going through a lot at work right now. And I don't think I'm going to cuss these people out when I go into work tomorrow. So that's very (laughs) kudos. Kudos. She helped me a lot with that. And I I I have another thing. So this week is a great week. All of the shows are coming back. Big Little Lies is premiering tonight. Pose is coming out on Tuesday. Um, Queen Sugar is on the 12th. Isn't on it? Wednesday, yes. yes. So this week, my all of my shows are show. coming back. Yes, it's so amazing. All my shows are coming back. So um, this week is going to be a very good week. I'm speaking that into existence. Excellent. KB, what are you excited about? Hmm. I guess I'm excited to be breathing. I mean, that's right. Come on. Shit got a crazy. So I guess I'm just excited to be breathing. I'm excited about our previous episode. It was a live edition. We had a a lot of fun. Um, We missed you, Elle. Um, Shit. Yeah. So I'm hoping that people enjoyed that episode. So if you haven't, check out episode five. We are rolling along and doing this thing. So I'm excited about what's on the horizon. It's a big week for me. Um, so just keep me lifted up in prayer um, as I go through this week. But, you know, that's it. I think that's. I'm just excited to be breathing. <laughs> I know that's right. Um, well, let's see. So my, my excitement is real superficial. So you all know that I have, like, a favorite nail place that I go to in D.C. Like, I love them. It's Black-owned. It's East of the River. And, like, my nail tech is, like, my homegirl. Like, today we just said we're friends. So, I cheated on her and went oh. to another place. I know. Listen, I really had to get my nails done. And they just, <laughs> like, they have become so popular that her schedule just don't fit with my schedule no more. And mm-hmm. I have been really upset. So, I had to cheat on her a few weeks ago. Mm. But my nails today looked a hot mess. So, I called and I was like, is there any way you can fit me in today? And she did. She made it work. She made it happen. So y'all back so, in a relationship. Yes. Well, well I, I stopped cheating on Well, I'm not going to say I stopped cheating on her. I didn't cheat on her today. But wait, oh. wait. Let's pause for a second, Shug, because this is the same person who has full-out conversations with her wax lady. Like, right. Her, uh, right. Her right. Extent, get, get out. No. Don't talk to me. The, get in and get out. The extent don't. of the relationships that you Mm-mm. build, I just don't understand them. Like, do not, I just don't, don't talk like to talking me. to people like that. I'm just going to say that. Go ahead and wax the scooter and let's let's go. I get lasered, and I swear I don't talk to them people. Like, I'm in pain. Are they white? Most of the time, they are. See, most my of the people time. are black. Well, They're I had, one, I had one nurse that was, that was um, of African descent, and I enjoyed her. But the, the point is, I still don't want to talk to you because right now you're putting me in pain. So it's not a fun situation. When I get my feet done, I bring my laptop. I don't want to talk to nobody. So maybe that's maybe that's more me. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. 
I say, don't project your feelings onto me. In any event, <laughs> my nail tech and I have a great relationship. We she said think they got a great relationship. Yeah, she, you paying her. But That's she why she's talking to you. She cheated on her. How great I is did, but she welcomed me back with open arms and gave me Prince nails. I, I bet you she would. You paid for it, didn't you? In any event, she fit me in and she made it work. God dang it. That's all I have to say. Don't take my joy. I'm so now. sorry. And shout out to Prince. Prince just had his 61st birthday, who's no longer with us. But shout out to Prince. We miss I you, Prince. My nails are purple. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded all kind of disgusting. I was not expecting that. That was, that was really good. <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't. Man. She broke up at one point. Try it again. That's what Prince is. <laughs> And she did it again. I was man. only playing. Damn. Well, you know I love that man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't come for Prince. You know I love that man. I love him. More than me. Yes. I don't have the, I don't have the energy to like go back and forth with either one of you guys tonight because be right. Nope. I went to my high intensity interval training class today. Because I'm working on my sternum body. That's it. Why can't you just say hit? Because I didn't some know if everybody knew what hit was. Yeah, yeah, some people don't know what that is. Thank you. Thank you, Shil. Right, very well. Nah. Anyway, carry on. So now what? What's happening? Tell me what's happening. Oh, what's happening? So we all know that June is Pride Month. So there was um, there were a lot of events all over the USA. But um, according to the news, there have been a lot of um, attacks on the LBGT community over the past um, couple of weeks. So, first story is coming out. I think you're missing Lincoln. a letter. I think you missed a letter. They got another letter. Actually, I missed a couple. There's L. Wait, let me make sure I get it right because I don't want to offend anybody. There's a couple. So, there's LBGTQIA. That's wait, the whole. IA? Yes. What the That's I is? the whole acronym. So the- I think I is for intersex and yes. A is for ally. No, I think A is a sexual. Oh, I thought it was for ally too. I think there are two A's. Wait. If what? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's Ugh. it's a very I long act. We can verify that later we'll in the show. Thank you. And I'm sure our, our guests will clear it up for us. But um so the first Happenings that it's coming out of London. So there was a gay couple who were minding their own business. They were on a date, um, just chilling on the bus, and apparently these this group of teenage boys came up to them, started harassing them, and were like, you know, um, kiss for us. So of course, you know, you walk up on anybody and make that kind of request, they're gonna look at you crazy. Like, what are you talking about? They started making um, sexual gestures toward them, and the boys ended up attacking one of the women, and the other woman tried to get into the fight, so they, they ended up attacking her That's crazy. as Boy, well. That's so crazy. Right, and I'm like, like for what? It, it, like for it what? costs nothing to mind your own business. For sure. Are they okay? The attackers... Yeah, they was okay. Yeah, they're okay. Um, yeah, they were they were taken to the hospital, but the four there were four male teenagers between the ages of fifteen and eighteen, and they have been arrested for the attack. So, so they're teenagers, right? So then something's being taught in the home, correct? Can we all agree yes. to that? Okay, I agree with that <laughs> because no one is telling you to beat somebody just because, and whether right. it's peer pressure, you you a punk, you a punk because you. You going along because your friend doing something like it's just ridiculous. Right. And they're also they're not here for your pleasure. Right. For your amusement. Like they're not here to perform for you. Yeah. They just want to about. They want to live their lives like anybody else. So so that's the first happening, unfortunately. And then Alabama. God damn. Please. Damn. Ain't no Florida Florida news in this bitch today. I am so embarrassed to be from Alabama. So apparently there's a mayor in Alabama. I've never even heard of this city. Carbon Hill. The mayor posted something on Facebook um, that suggested killing out gay people. What? What? The mayor? Yes, the mayor. Did he resign? 
So, well, um, groups that are calling for him to resign. Let me, Let me tell make you sure something. I get- Let me tell you something. One thing we need to take note of: that dog on LGBTQ and any other letters behind that. They know how to get shit done. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So your boy, he gonna be at. I'm just gonna tell you That's that right true. now. I the black community need to be taking notes of how to get shit done. He ain't finna say that, and he gonna still have a job. I'm gonna guarantee you that. I don't care right. what nobody say. So his quote. Which has since been, you know, the post has since been deleted, of course. Of course. Um, we live in a society where homosexuals lecture us on morals, transvestites lecture us on human biology, baby killers lecture us on human rights, and socialists lecture us on economics. The only way to change it would be to kill the problem out. Oh I know it's gosh. bad to say, but without killing them, there's no way to fix it. What? Oh, my God. And I bet you he going to act like he a Christian. I swear he going to act of like course. he a Christian. And that's not of Christian-like. God, it's the, it's the Bible Belt. But, I mean. But don't be putting God and Jesus in this. He, they ain't got nothing to do with this. I swear but they, they don't. they do, though, all the time. Hello? Uh, white people use the Bible and Jesus to justify Thank slavery. More people have died due to Christianity or, quote, unquote, what they think Christianity? I'm gonna say correct that. Yeah, you correct yeah, that. Yeah, what, what they think Christianity is, but right. I mean, yeah. So, boo you, Alabama. Do fucking better. Next, <laughs> on a note of positive, they got a fucked up governor and a fucked yes, up Lord. mayor there. But go ahead. Alabama is just fucked up in general. But I mean, so I hey. think I think Charlamagne the God got to add in Alabama. I'm starting to feel like this because he talk about the Bronx and all of Florida. But I'm starting to feel like he need to add in Alabama in this equation. It needs to be a third um, group. Mm-hmm. Okay, but go ahead. But on a note of positive news Thank for goodness. Pride Month. New Jersey schools are set to teach LGBT history. So they are the second state um, after California who is now going to have a curriculum in schools that will teach kids about LGBTQ history, which I think is a good thing because um, once you educate yourself on a subject, then I think you're less likely to become ignorant about it. I think a lot of people do things out of ignorance. So if you know a little bit about why, like for instance, me watching Pose, that completely exposed me to transgender community. I think it's done a really great job of exposing a lot of people to the transgender community and, you know, the issues that they're facing and they're human, you know, because normally I can't name anybody other than Laverne Cox and um, Janet Mock, who RuPaul isn't transgender, is he? No, he's not transgender. No, no he's I don't not. think so. I don't think that's what you're going to say. No, because so other- he, he transitions between, like, I think, I don't know if, like, drag queen is the correct term, but he goes back and forth between being a man and dressing up as a woman. Like, I feel like his pronouns are, like, he, his, him. Yeah, so, but other than Laverne Cox and Janet Mock, I can't name anybody else in that community, and now I feel like Pose has exposed and broadened my horizon, so now I'm more aware of, you know, their issues, and I'm more sensitive to issues that affect the transgender community so so, so can i say something can i say mm-hmm. something? so i'm okay with that because i agree with you i think once you're educated then you won't be so fearful or whatever the right. deal is with like hurting people right. i also want to know if new jersey keeps that same energy when it comes to black history and i'm not talking about black history from the civil rights era talking about or even from no. slavery where, where what kind of history are we teaching in new jersey schools about black people so let's just keep mm-hmm. that same energy again. I think we need to take a, a book, a page out of this book, because we could be so further along as black people um, if we had that same kind of camaraderie. That part, like I just feel like we don't get together, like we don't we don't figure that out. Like they have that community has like figured like well maybe on the outside, like from looking on the outside. And again, I know we have some guests coming up that can kind of tell us is that really what it is for them. Um, because from the outside, it looks like, man, they get shit done. When somebody fucks with them, they get them fired. Like, they get it done. And even when you come to, like, this New Jersey schools, you know, teaching about the history, like, wow. But we still up here talking about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King as if they're the only black people we can teach about in the school system. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited about what we got coming up because I want to know and, and shit, tell us the formula so that the rest of the black people can get on board and figure this shit out for all of you, for all of us, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, that are in not in that community, but still share that black skin. So thank you. Any thoughts? Okay. Any thoughts? L? I know I, I said a lot. but What I will comment on is why I feel black people don't get together, even though I clearly know I'm going left field and we can probably do an episode about this later was I read this book a few years ago called disintegration. Sorry. I had to look at my book case real quick. Um, (laughs) Oh, disintegration. Yes. The splintering of black America. Um, And basically the Arthur Eugene Robinson, they asked the question, was segregation good for black people? Oh, yeah. And it goes into what you just said, KB, like now that things are integrated, you know, black people aren't as connected and it's focused on working together for our greater good. Right. The greater good as we used to be, Um, you know, especially before the civil rights movement. My mom says that all the time. You know, she was an educator Mm -hmm. and she says that all the time. She's like, I don't even know if integration was the thing we should have done like she saw a lot of go down after that because she was in that era where they were segregated and then they were integrated but you know how the schools didn't really move in that direction immediately so exactly um, there is a lot to be said but I, I again I think that that's a good one to kind of talk about you have you're it's already hard being black right right and then you probably have these other things added on that we've been talking about these other stories in the transgender community and people um being hurt um, you just have some, uh, you know, some added things going on. So, yeah. Anything else happening? Yes. Yeah, so speaking of being black, the Forbes list came out and we have four black women who made the list. Woo-hoo. So, um, of course, the the number one black earner, black woman earner is Miss. Um, no, my name is not Auntie. It's <laughs> Oprah. Miss Winfrey, if you're nasty. You're a um, hater. You're <laughs> such a hater. You're such a hater. You could not let that shit go. Oh, gosh. But anyway. She don't want you calling her fucking auntie. Don't call her auntie. Exactly. I, I didn't call her auntie. I called her Oprah, Miss Winfrey. Right. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. Yeah. So, um, Oprah comes in on the list at... 2.8 billion. But here's the thing. So I was looking at I was looking at the list. The list is 400 people, like the 400 richest people in America, and she only comes in at number 298. So what? people yes. Wait, people what? on this list. Yes, ma'am. People on this Aren't list they? have serious Who's money. Number one, of course, is the Amazon dude. Oh, um, yeah. Does he still have oh, it? the wife took him? Even with his wife getting half? Ma'am, this man is still worth $160 billion. So, so that bag that Madam secured, that's is great. He looking for his second wife? I'm available. No, whoever that mistress is, like she, she put Y'all it on him. Oh. Put that Erica Badu on him. Like he is not going to let that go. Nah. He gave up half the bag. He probably or, get married. Her. He probably not gonna get married again. He I not, wouldn't. Uh, not without a prenup. No, I definitely wouldn't. Like she so, can't take none of my shit when she leave. Oh God, that's what I say. That's what I, I put mean, mine. Had so much money, it would probably be like even if they split up. What like, if they started a company together though? Like that was the thing. Like you know, right. he so started. She, she deserved. She, she supported him and all of that. She, so. she definitely deserved that, and he had no problems with giving that to her. It was like fine, give it to her. He should have thought about that before he um put that dick nah. on the other girl. Cheaper yeah. to keeper. Cheaper to keeper. He's still worth one hundred and sixty billion dollars. He could he could buy her another. Cancel that bitch. I can buy another one. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Why, why she gotta be? Why she gotta be a bitch though? She the wife. No, we have both been the wife. We that have both been nothing. the wife. Clearly, we have both been the wife. And what does that mean? Not a damn thing. Next. So in today's episode, we had an opportunity to speak with two people from the transgender community to discuss the recent killings of black trans women. And it was a very long, engaging, enlightening, yes, eye-opening and enlightening conversation. And it was a lot, I think, for us to process. And we're just sort of using this time 
to talk about what we learned amongst ourselves? Because I know I had a lot of takeaways. What about you guys? Certainly. I think a lot of emotion, um, emotions went super high, I think, right? Because like, you're dealing with mm-hmm. passionate people that believe a certain thing. So it, it definitely was a lot for me personally. And this is KB speaking, of course. Right. And um, yeah, so listening back to the episode and some of the comments that Tony Michelle had, I realized it touched on um, me and some of my family dynamics personally. So um, I know that we do want to get into their comments and, and talk about some of the things that they they touched on because I was like, dang, you know, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. So. Right. So before we go on any further and sort of share our thoughts about the conversation, why don't we hear the introductions of who our guests are? We got another happening. Let me just, you know, say about this. Um, It came out on June 6th, which was Thursday, previous day, Wednesday, June 5th. Shout out to my granny. It was her birthday, her 84th birthday. Blessings. Happy birthday, Grandma. Happy birthday, Granny. So this is tragic. It was a black um, a black trans woman was murdered in North Carolina, and this was said to be the ninth one this year. What is going on? (sighs) And where was this? Was Dallas? No, this is North Carolina. North Carolina. Her name, um, what her name was, uh, Chanel Skurlock. She was only twenty three years old. Yeah. She's a baby. Baby. Like a baby baby. Um, and I mean, I we, we had been kind of talking about this topic, right? Um, and I think this was when it was like number seven. So it was two killings in like, you know, the matter of two weeks. I think they even quoted as three killings in the last two weeks. But I kind of started watching it when it got to number seven for 2019. And I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? So I think that's a perfect segue into introducing our guest for tonight because um, I've known uh, Royce. We have two guests, Royce Hall and Tony Michelle Williams. I called up Royce and was like, what the hell? What is, what is this? Um, because I wanted to understand more and given my own background and my own um, just lack of knowledge about the transgender community. I kind of wanted to understand. So let me just let us introduce our guests and then we're going to jump right into the conversation um, at hand because, again, this past week was the ninth trans woman and I will say black trans woman that was killed because, again, as we talked earlier, you know, black people alone have a lot to deal with. So um, having something else added in definitely can you can tell that that's something that's another whole whole bucket so Royce Hall um, is an Atlanta-based recording artist performance poet author actor multi-instrumentalist MC he's a dope MC like super dope vocalist composer songwriter arranger activist and public speaker as an actor Royce can be seen as a lead character in stage plays in series and films such as Zora Let the People Sing Beyond Betrayal Lying in Bed, See Me, Seen, Refracted Reflections, Eden's Garden, and much more. As a music artist, he is currently finalizing his sophomore EP series and performs often. As a writer, he released his first book of poetry, Writing at Dawn. I actually have the book, thank you very much, in 2015, and his second, Poetics, in 2018. He is also a 2016 Black Trans Advocacy Rising Star and GA Voice 2017 Best of Atlanta Award recipient. Royce is an alum of the illustrious Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, FAMU, where he studied animal science, pre-vet medicine, and minored in music. So, yes. So, let's welcome Royce Hall to the show. Welcome, Royce. (laughs) Tony Michelle is an entertainer, track healer, 
track. Wait, I'll ask about that in a minute. Um, and director of Solutions Not Punishment Collaboration, also known as SNAPCO, in Atlanta, Georgia. Tony Michelle is a celebrated community organizer in prison abolition, prison reform issues, and the criminalization of poverty and black transgendered people. In addition, she is regarded for her innovation in framework development for black transgender feminism and peer-led community-based leadership development for black transgendered women. In a participatory research project, she is the primary researcher and project lead for the most dangerous thing out the here is the police report on the experiences of transgender people in regards to Atlanta's law enforcement, helping shape perspectives for lawmakers and changemakers on the social justice issue. Tony Michelle was instrumental in the organizing efforts toward implementing the Atlanta Fulton County pre-arrest diversion in 2015, abolishing quality of life offenses in 2016, reforming marijuana laws as a non-arrestable offense in 2017, and ending cash bail in Atlanta in 2018, and most recently closing down the Atlanta City Detention Center in 2019. Her advocacy work includes supporting the families of Alexia Christian, Ava LeRae Barron, T.T. Dangerfield, Shinku McCurdy, Nino Fortson, Scout Schultz, excuse me, and DeAndre Phillips, whom were all killed between 2015 and 2018 from interpersonal or police violence. She is a master facilitator, practitioner, and teacher of emotional intelligence and embodied leadership. She is best known for her authentic and relatable personality, her humor and infectious laughter, and her wisdom that she carries with her that is deeply felt beyond her years. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Tony Michelle to the show. So, I think the main thing that I sort of honed in on, on what Tony Michelle was saying in the conversation was when she was saying that we needed to sort of not necessarily realign, but rethink what the black family looks like. And even though she talked about like, that's what we need to do. I wish that we had talked more about what that looks like. Um, Because I feel like, you know, 50 years ago we could say, Oh, the black family looks like a mother, a father and children. And you may have like grandparents, like there in the household. But I think now with more, you know, more people being open about their sexuality as far as if they're gay or lesbian, even if they're transgendered, like what does that black family look like? Does it still have a mother and a father? Are there two mothers? Are there two fathers? Is one of the parents trans? Like that sort of, you know, one thing that I wish that we could have dived into a little bit more I kind of thought she was saying, and maybe I was taking it the wrong way, but I kind of thought that she was saying, like, it doesn't have to be the normal structure or what we consider to be the norm. But I do mm-hmm. wonder what that, what does that really entail? And I mean, we see it. I see it today with families mm-hmm. not in the same structure. I mean, we almost can't even say a normal structure because there's a lot of single parent homes. And is that considered a normal mm-hmm. structure, right? But I kind of took it as though, what does that look like as far as how do we expect to see a family? Because I think even for me, it's still kind of surprising to see stuff, you know, and I think I'm still, you know, but I think the younger generation, that's not going to be a thing for them. I just really don't think so. Right. Like once we old and gray, I don't think it's going to matter because the younger generation, that's what they've grown up seeing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's take a listen in and see what this family structure that Tony Michelle was talking about. So it's so cute because everybody thinks that. And when I call for a radical transformation of the black family, I'm calling for the transformation of our language and how we think and how we've conditioned ourselves to think and be. Repositioning your relation to people, which means, number one, transformation of self, right? So we talked a little bit about the, the, the man who may not be comfortable being, you know, trans attracted, et cetera, et cetera. It is the transformation of self. Again, like transforming the ways that you think and talk about people um, and with people and even how you talk about yourself and getting more curious about other people's experience 
and what they are and their experience of you, right? Because that is what transformed you. Not letting everything like hit your shoulders and be like, oh, everything's impacted me this way. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. But actually taking an assessment or the reality of somebody else's perspective of you or their experience of you to like let it shift something in you to, to grow you. Right. So, Shug, what was one of the things that you took away from the conversation? What was like the main thing that sort of interested you or the one main thing that you learned from the conversation? Um, so I really had to go back and listen to the rest of the show because my computer died in the middle of the is she the not, is she's not eating like Shut up. your your I computer's ate, failing or your internet's before we started recording don't do me oh but in the preset you had food that's all right in the preset though but while we were taping i was on my shit my computer just died she's growing okay she's growing thank you okay you know look at the beginning of the episode she would she would be stuffing a salad down her throat oh don't worry about she went to the refrigerator during this one don't worry about it Ooh, right, I, I got my apple. I got my apple juice right here. Anyway, you just finished your Kool Aid jammer. You got something else now to drink? Look, <laughs> god damn it! I've been up since two thirty. It's been a long day. Let me have my fucking apple juice. Okay. Anyway, what I took away from um, this episode was how you know the question was asked of um, Tony, Michelle, and Royce: What does an ally? look like um so and she brought up a lot of interesting points and something kind of really touched home with me and I have a cousin who is a lesbian and like looking back on it I'm pretty sure she's been gay like her whole life like she was always a tomboy um really wasn't into wearing dresses like really playing rough and it was okay but I think being from Alabama, like deep South Alabama as well. Um, growing up and being gay and we actually had conversations about this. She was like, you know, being gay and being from Mobile, Alabama, which is also the hometown of Laverne Cox. It's like, what does that look like? So she had a very difficult time. And even now I think that she has a very difficult time, um, accepting her sexuality because I do feel like there are people in our family who shun her for being um, a lesbian. And I definitely think that, you know, members of my family, we all need to sit down and have a conversation about how she's treated or how she's been feeling because I definitely don't want her to feel like she's isolated or she's by herself because at one point she did move away from home And I feel like she was just out there on her own. And I remember having a conversation with her and I'm like, you know, I've always known that you were gay. That doesn't make me love you any less. You said that to her? Yeah. Like we had a for real conversation because at one point she, um, she brought her girlfriend to my mother's house for Mardi Gras. And I think that's when she was really starting to be a little bit more comfortable with, her sexuality and owning it. And it was just kind of like, okay, this is who I am. Like if, and if you can't accept it, then don't talk to me. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, and it was like, you know, her and her girlfriend, they were sitting in the den and we were having a conversation. And I was just like, I've always known you were gay. That doesn't make me love you any less. Like I'm always going to love you. Um, Cause at one point she just kind of isolated herself. Like she stopped, talking to people and I do think that it's because of the way that she was treated by some of the members in my family and she just didn't know who she could trust and I'm like I'm Mm. always going to be there for you like I don't care what's going on like if you need to call me send me an email whatever because it was really hard to get in touch with her like she would keep changing her phone number and I'm like bitch like I can't get in touch with you like who is this like where are you are you okay do you need anything Mm -hmm. and um I think also watching Pose, you kind of see some of that. Like a lot of people in the LBGTQ, wait, LBGTQIA community. I learned that from are, episode two. Yeah. Awesome. Are, did we never ask? We never found out what IA stands for. Oh, yes, we did. Asexual. Huh? 
intersex, and, and asexual. asexual or ally. Mm-hmm. Or ally? That's two different things. But it could, hold on a second. I think I'll there are, there could actually be two A's. But there um, are two A's. Yeah. So, a sexual ally. So yeah. So the letters refer to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, mm-hmm. and asexual or allied. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, like, and even watching Pose, like, when they're first starting out in the first season, you kind of see, um, I think the character Damon, his family, mm-hmm. you know, they kicked him out of the house. He was poor. Like, he was living in a park. Um, and I kind of think my cousin might have gone through some of that. So that was something that really touched on me because I'm like, she's a person. She can't help who she loves. Like, that's who she who she is and who are we to say that, you know, you're wrong for, for being who you are. So that's what I took away from, from the conversation. We had the term ally thrown a lot around a lot. So what exactly exactly does ally mean and how can we be an ally for the LGBTQ community? Or do you want us to be allies? Because that might be a fair question, too. And I think it's just for the black ally. It's just sound like it's for the black LGBTQ group. That's what I'm saying. I think for for anyone in the community, like, do you want us to be an ally? And if so, like, what does that look like? Absolutely. We need you to be an ally. You also need a few allies, too. Amen. You're right about that. So again, that's to my point of radical transformation. Everybody asks this question. You know, I travel I travel around the world and talk about these things. And everybody asks that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when I was on I was talk- I was on a panel, a state of emergency back in November when there were black trans women dying, somebody called another state of a fucking emergency, you know, um, and they, you know, had the little event and flew us out and mm-hmm. talking all of this. And the white folks um was interviewing me and this other black girl. Um, and was like, I had went through all of this about trans, all the shit I just really kind of spilled out to y'all. And well, it was kind of real, but mm-hmm. all this stuff I spilled out to y'all. And at the end of it, she asked, well, what can we do to be an ally? And I just look like all the trans girls in the audience just look like, damn girl, did you miss all of what the whole you said? Yeah. Right. Like, transformation number one of self I don't need you to be an ally with me if you're not strong and standing and know how to fight yourself mm. we need to re-talk and re- revisit on your capacity to truly be to stand with me because I'm pretty powerful too and I'm pretty important too and I acknowledge that you too need an ally boo because we all out here, again, what I say earlier, trying to survive out here. Mm-hmm. So number one, again, transformation of self. Then number two, to be a good ally, be curious and be open. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what I, I mean, agree. again, mm-hmm. is, is really the main piece of everybody say, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. No, I'm just curious. No, 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 no. When you are curious... It's like a nerve. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to stop mm-hmm. until you find out this answer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But the subject is so beautiful and important yeah. to you to find this shit out. Yeah. That you're going to honor it throughout the entire process of your curiosity. Mm-hmm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't going to kill it. And if you kill it, you want to feel really bad. Mm-hmm. Only children do that when we catch grasshoppers and just kill it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you be a teenager, when you get to be like 10, 11, you're going to really, bitch, you're going to study that bitch. Right. You're going to be like, let me, let me like really look and let me make sure you live so I can open your wing and I want you to be able to close it and fly from me. You're going to appreciate it a little differently. Mm-hmm. So, again transformation of self then to be curious and be open to people's experiences including y'all's daughters and y'all sons and y'all sons when they telling y'all mama I don't like him when they telling y'all that 
when y'all they telling y'all I don't want to go to my auntie's house. There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. So believe them. Be curious and open to people's experience. And lastly, get connected. So be curious and stay in it. Don't leave them. Whether they trans, whether you're your mama, whether you're your grandma or your cousin in them. Get curious and stay connected with them. Let Cultivate uh, uh, a sense of belonging, um, which is what we all really desire. We all desire to be a, belong somewhere with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Royce, anything from you? Well, of course, be an ally, for sure. Yes. Um, the uh, One thing for me, the disconnect or the assumption that Black LGBT people, one, uh, don't need the black community. Uh, we definitely got to do away with that narrative because we need we need community. Period. Uh, as a whole, black people, we need each other. It's mm-hmm. not about you know, um, oh well, black LGBT folks. I ain't going over there to help them because I'm not gay. You're black. I'm black. You know that shouldn't be a that shouldn't be a, um, a a starting point or a point period for you to say, well, I'm not going to stand with X Y Z person, because one thing about society in this system, unless you unless that's your your point of curiosity or unless you know someone's identity or sexuality, you don't know what's going on. All they see is black skin. Hmm. So society is in the system is built to um, just divide us. Period, and then in turn create the oppression Olympics within marginalized groups. So that's where you have, you know, um, black people, black, those of us in our community who are not of the LGBT spectrum who decide, well, I'm not going to stand with them because, well, I have my equal access and I have this and I have that. The system only sees black skin, mm. but it creates this, this notion that um, one that, Black LGBTQIA people have this advantage over black people who are not a part of the LGBTQIA community, which is, you know, completely false. There are some things that definitely um, may be specific to LGBTQIA people, but what group doesn't have that? Where there's this group within this group that has this particular group of concerns, et cetera, but at the end of the day, we're all within this one group of people. Um, So allyship is... It's imperative, you know. It's it's highly imperative. You know, we just lost uh, another black trans woman, um, Lele Polanco, Polanco, who was uh, in Rikers prison, oh, and wow. it's a similar case to Sandra Bland. You know, where mm-hmm. she was in solitary wow. confinement, and all of a sudden, you know, she's found unresponsive. Wow. Oh wow. Really, really. Yeah. And yeah so, there's something you know, there. Exactly. And so in that instance, the same way, uh, you know, black LGBTQIA people are, you know, one thing also I want to touch on is that um, I've heard many people say, oh, well, black LGBTQIA people don't fight for black people. And if you look at the helm of most movements for our mobilization, black queer people are at the helm of most movements. It's just that they may not announce their sexuality. They may not announce their gender identity because I'm fighting for the liberation of all black people. This isn't specific to only black trans people, only black lesbian or gay people. So you do have your Bayer Rustins, your Audre Lords. I mean, we can go back to Queen Hachette if we really want to get deep. Really? And, you know, but, but a lot of our, our, professors, I know I had one for sure at FAM, didn't want to talk about her queer identity and her, you know, if you, uh, I wouldn't say maybe even non-binary identity, but definitely lesbian and fought with her armies, dressed as her her soldiers, et cetera, et cetera. Even when we talk about folks like James Baldwin, you know, black folks, Mm -hmm. we love to pimp out James Baldwin and his quotes, but we don't talk about the genius that conceived, you know, the, the, that his queerness conceived his genius, right. you know, a black queer man during that time period. So, you know, and even with our, our, our bailout programs for black mothers in prisons, if you look mm. at who's at the helm of those movements, you have black queer women, black trans women, like, so there, there isn't a disconnect, you know, um, so one thing that's needed is like all hands on deck, understanding, mm. respect, you know, we're, we're in this 
together and it shouldn't no one should feel like what they're who they're associated with is worth sitting out when it comes to the fight you know i don't want nobody that think i'm this so i ain't gonna fight with them you know it's a trickle down effect when we're when we're when we're targeted we're targeted as a group Mm. you know what i'm saying we aren't targeted Mm. as this one particular side of blackness anywhere that blackness can be conquered is the overall objective and to keep us divided is the quickest way Mm. because we're so easily Mm -hmm. distracted by little things like you know oh well you know my child ain't finna be around no bunch of punks and sissies, so I'm not about to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. What does that have to do with the fact that we need liberation and we need, you know, sustainable developments and infrastructures in our communities? You know, children, you know, when that's nothing that people often get twisted. I, I knew who I was at three years old. No one was around me to influence me. No one was around me to put anything in my ear. No, I wasn't touched. Nothing. None of that. You know, I knew very much so who I was at a very young age and children know who they are at a very young age. We often think that they don't have a clue, but in your childlike state, granted, there are certain things you can't process because that does come with wisdom. But the innocence of a child's mind before its conditioning is its most courageous state. And we oftentimes don't give that frame of mind enough credit because we feel like oh you're just a child but the wisdom that come that sometimes comes with or can be found in children is one that we definitely need to adopt as adults mm-hmm. because they don't see um they they see the human experience they simply they don't see you know um they aren't at a point in their lives where they've been told don't like such and such because of X, Y, Z. Don't like this person because of X, Y, Z. They're at a very much so if I like you and we get along, that's it. You know, there was an um, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but um, here in Philadelphia, the first openly gay deputy sheriff uh, was found dead at his desk in an apparent suicide. Goodness that happened you. the weekend. You know, oh. I know you guys are talking about, you know, the Pride weekend and all the activities Right. Um, that were happening. Mm-hmm. That actually happened, I think it was the Wednesday before Pride Weekend. Mm. And he was only 27 years old. He was a brother. His oh, name is Dante no. Austin. And it was kind of crazy because he was, um, he kind of, he was openly gay, but I think he kind of served as, oh yeah, he served as an LGBTQ community liaison that uh, when she began mm-hmm. in May 2017. So I just think, you know, you were saying you felt like your cousin was like ousted. I kind of wonder what was really happening in the police department that you would mm-hmm. kill yourself at the desk. Like you're right, sending yeah. super clear messages of some sort that something, yeah, something wasn't completely right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I just thought that that was crazy. It's like if you wanted to kill yourself, you didn't do it at home. You waited till you got to work. Right. And you're the community liaison for the LGBTQ community. So I just I think, yeah, I think that was definitely intentional. And, you know, this is just my personal opinion, not having any background on the story. But I'm pretty sure there was all types of harassment and things that he had to deal with on his job. And it just became too much. Too much. But he wanted to make a statement clearly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I, and I that's every time I hear those kind of stories, it's really sad. Right. Um, of course, you mm-hmm. have this picture painted. And, you know, I'm speaking as a mother. You have this picture painted in your head of what you want for your kids right. and the life that you kind of expect them to live. Mm-hmm. And I know as a parent, it would probably be somewhat of a shock that they're not living this painted picture that you have. But mm-hmm. I never think that that's a reason to disown them. You know, right. Or to make them feel as though they're not a part, um, even if you don't agree with the lifestyle they're choosing to live. So, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, it's it's something to think about. Um, And I'm speaking from a person who does not understand completely. And that, again, I still think love and what God teaches us to do is so much more. And it should overcome a lot of that other stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's what my thoughts. So, 
Yeah. And I think you've also grown too, KB, because to the point where you're even open to to being to being a part of the conversation and wanting yeah. to learn, I think that's the first step. And yeah, we talked yeah, about that yeah. during the conversation yeah. too. Like because there are some people who are just closed minded and are like, I don't want right. any part of this. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to talk about anything. Like, no. But I think the fact right. that you're open to learning says a lot. And I think that's what made this yeah. conversation super like I say for me necessary. Necessary, but also just kind of frustrating Authentic. for somebody like me. No, it was really oh, frustrating yeah. for somebody yeah. like me because, yeah. you know, our listeners won't get to hear every piece of it. But there were times that I was like, wait a minute, you're not understanding where I'm coming from. Um, mm-hmm, even down right. to one of our listeners questions that came in about just because we don't necessarily agree with the lifestyle doesn't mean that we hate you. And I think right. that's so necessary for people to hear. So just because you mm-hmm. might hear that my views don't match your views, it doesn't mean that I hate you. There are going to be things that I do that you don't like. Right. 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 And, and that's just the simple fact of it. So I, I at times, I think during this conversation, I mean, I literally I got off that call and um, I wanted to scream. I, my head was hurting. My body ached. Because I was just so frustrated and because y'all know I'm trying to grow in the Lord and I didn't want to curse anyone out. Um, Right. (laughs) But I I think, which is very true, but I also think like what you're sharing also shows that there has to be understanding from both sides. Yes. Like not, and I, I don't know if both of our guests got that. Yeah. Um, and I think that not only do we have, do we have to show grace and be open, but I think our counterparts on the other side have to show that same grace and be open to us and to hearing what we have to say as well. Oh my God. The conversation definitely cannot be one-sided. Yeah. You said that so perfectly. And I think I literally said those words, right. While we were talking, like you have to afford me some grace too. This is not Mm -hmm. something I'm used to, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to hear you out and I want to understand. And guess what? At the end of the day, I don't think people should be getting hurt. That is the point of this, this conversation. Absolutely. The point of the conversation was, we do not agree with anyone being hurt because of their 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 gender, like the, mm-hmm. the way that they're living their lives. Like, why right. are you hurting right. them? Like, I'm totally against that. God say mm-hmm. love everybody. Right. I am not right. a Christian then, that thinks like, oh, you're doing this, you're going to go to hell. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. not me. No. So like you say, on both sides. So let's take a yeah. quick listen. I think this next clip really... I think for me, hit me, right? Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of understanding more and being more sensitive to pronouns. So let's take a listen real quick. Sometimes the, the assumption is that because I'm familiar with you or I'm close to you or that I've known you for so long is that, you know, oh, it's all right. I'm going to come around to it. I'll get to it. You know, I, you know, I know, you know, you know. And for a while, I would allow that, that safety for people right but then i had to come to terms with i need safety yeah i need safe space and for me safe space is uh affirming safe space is acknowledgement because an acknowledgement is respect and it's not dismissing um i've spent far too long because i didn't have language which gave me agency which then gave me power to define myself and be safe within my identity so now that i'm safe within my identity and i've been in this safe space now for 12 years and counting um even for people who've known me for long periods it's it's now like you got to get on board because to hear something that i'm not in reference to me is not i don't it's, it's not safe because if I come up in conversation, I mean, now we're looking at, you know, even over the years, black trans men are being murdered, too. We just yep. don't hear about it as much. But black trans men are being raped. Black trans men are being assaulted. And so I have to consider my safety as well as just my mental safety. Yeah. Uh, I have to consider my physical safety. 
Um, not everyone who we share different experiences with is really there from a sincere standpoint. Um, and I've had my own experiences with different types of, of situations that could have escalated solely because of my presence. Um, my identity. So we're in spaces where I would have been, you know, lenient. Yeah. I had to, I had to take my power back and and actually affirm myself and especially as far as like um, let's say misgendering for an example. Um, one thing about learning, especially within this conversation, is that there are going to be moments of discomfort on both sides of the coin. You know, so as where and and I think that's natural. You know, it's natural for me to probably to possibly feel discomfort or uncomfortable rather uh, for you to feel uncomfortable because uh, on one hand, it's like treading new ground as a group. You know, we're having a collective conversation and there are going to be things that come up that, you know, it's like, Ooh, how do I approach that? Oh gosh, I've never had this conversation, but that's where the learning experience comes, comes from because um, someone else in my position may have felt the need to immediately hang up the call. Like, well, I don't want to talk about this anymore because I've been triggered, you know? And so there are going to be moments in these types of dialogues where, you know, we're all going to feel a little possible uneasiness because it's new for us all. But being able to push through those moments is where we get to the other side of understanding. And that's where we get to the other side of, of, cultivating and nurturing community because we're pushing through those moments and we're, we're coming back to the common ground because the common ground and the common denominator is that we share this together so we can just take these little bits and these little jewels and just you know and apply them um as we see fit but just kind of breeze through those moments because this new language for you too just mm-hmm. as this this conversation for or hearing this conversation for the listeners is new information possibly. So um, I'm sure people listening are having some uncomfortable moments too. But this is where understanding and learning comes from. You know, it's it's not going to always be this easy little walk through the park. I really thought that was an interesting point that Royce made. Like they're and they're not gay, and I'm just like you know in my head I'm like or that well, they know. No, right. but they were saying like just because you're trans, like that even that term trans attracted, trans attracted, who's trans. But then, what if they don't have their all their body parts changed? Then how are you saying that that person's not gay? That's trans attracted. I just I didn't understand. Questions I don't think I understand. Need answers. Huh? I don't either. Yeah. Those are questions yes. that need answers. Yeah. Right. So I think this will be an ongoing discussion amongst us and you know other members of the lbgtq iaa community it's so, just uh, ia because there are two q's as well but it's just ia why is it oh, it's okay. two q's queer and questioning questioning yeah i mean it all depends i think it all depends on like what it's just a lot acronym. of letters it's it's a lot, it's a of, lot letters, of letters but but they mm-hmm. want to be inclusive of everyone, oh, so I, I do understand why. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this was a this was a good wrap up. I, like you said, we're going to have more conversations to come. And again, I'll just be praying for all of those that are out there um, that you know have to worry about themselves um, because of hate. I mean, we know uh, us as Black people, which right. is something else I think we learned. Uh, that there is, a, they are inclusive. Um, the black community, uh, black, the black first, community. right? They're black first. So right. I always thought it was just this alliance with just the with that community, and they were just within that community, and I didn't look at them no. as just being black. But that was something else I think I really took away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just just playing for black people. Period. Like we under right. attack. We yeah, are yeah, under attack, and that's something that. I want the world to know we're not trying to be victims like this is this is reality. If it's not coming from the police, it's coming from hate and uh, mm-hmm. from from different groups, you know, straight ignorance, straight basically. ignorance. Yeah. So, you know, right. black people, period, are under attack. Minorities are under attack and, you know, just going to keep lifting up this entire world to get a little bit better. So, yeah, absolutely. So. 
As we close out this episode, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And please connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram. And we have a new Twitter account. I'm going to have to get my Twitter game up because I haven't been on Twitter in forever. So... Y'all pray for all of us. (laughs) So connect with us, find us, follow us. We'll follow back. So once again, this has been another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye.